Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast, a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga for You. I'm Kelly, and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. This episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens, and they have a product that I literally use every single day. Now, I started taking AG1 because I just wanted to make sure that I was taking care of myself, and I've really been focusing on making these small little changes and micro habits that may be small in the moment but make a big change in just my overall health and well-being. So that's why I started taking AG1. I've been taking it for about six months now, and I'm seriously obsessed. I do not miss a day. I love it so much, and I've been taking uh, the travel packets with me now that I am traveling a little bit more for work just to make sure that I'm getting everything that I need for my body every day. And I love that with one delicious scoop of AG1, I'm absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start my day off right. And this special blend of ingredients, it supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery focus, and aging. Literally all the things which Trust me, I need all of the things. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health. So it's cheaper than maybe your cold brew or latte habit. And it's also cheaper than getting all these different supplements together yourself. I also love as an extra bonus that Athletic Greens is a climate neutral certified company. I love that so much. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. Those are my favorite with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash minutes. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash minutes to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. Now, today we are diving into five subtle signs that may show you that your meditation is working. And I think that sometimes we often really want like these big, huge changes and shifts, and sometimes that doesn't happen. But when it comes to meditation, it's usually like just little, small, subtle things that really indicate change. And that's what I wanted to explore today. Sometimes with our meditation, yes, we start practicing and all of a sudden... The world is shining and there are rainbows everywhere. We've unlocked the secrets of the universe. We have just gone to a whole nother dimension. And sometimes that doesn't happen. And that's okay too. One is not greater than the other. And it's not an indication if you don't have this big, huge revelation or experience that your meditation isn't working and that you aren't seeing the benefits. So I want to talk about just those little ways that you may know that your meditation practice is working. And I would say that these little subtle ones, this is a bit more common, like when I'm working um, with students or when I'm with people on retreats, like usually it's the little shifts. And it's just like one day you wake up and you're just like, oh my gosh, like I used to really get so annoyed by this, or I used to have, you know, road rage. And now I just aren't as, I'm not as bothered by that. And it's like these little things that people just notice and be like, wow, like I just am noticing this. So that's what we're going to dive into. So first, I have to let you all know that as of today, meditation teacher training is officially open for the summer session. 
whoop, whoop. You guys know if you've been around here for a while, this is offered two times a year. This course is my baby before I had a baby. I'm so proud of it. I offer it twice a year and enrollment is officially open for the summer session and I will keep it brief, um, but this is what you need to know. So enrollment is currently open today and will be closing on June 26th of 2022. So 10 days for enrollment. It's a 30-hour online course that you can complete on your own time. And this training is made up of eight unique modules and includes over 30 hours of content, eight bonus audios, and a 50-page course manual. Plus, you get access to a closed Yoga For You crew community where I give extra teaching and support. It's just a really beautiful group over there. I will dive into the history and foundation of the practice the anatomy and physiology of meditation. You will learn how to teach and how to um, deeply practice yourself, eight different styles of meditation. You will learn how to write guided meditations, just like the ones that you hear on Mindful Minutes every week. Plus, you'll learn how to find your voice as a teacher and how to create a beautiful meditation experience for all types of students. um, Because as you know, I don't believe there's a one-size-fits-all approach to meditation. When you're a teacher, it's all about meeting your students where they're at and giving them the tools that they need to succeed, and that will be different for everyone. So I'll show you how to do that. And I will also support you along the way, and I personally will review your final project and give you feedback. If you want to sample a little bit what it's like to learn from me in this capacity, I have a free 40-minute masterclass on how to write guided meditations, even if you don't consider yourself creative or a writer, which I don't really consider myself either of those things, but there is still a way, and I will show you how I write guided meditations. I'll give you the exact formula. So I'll link to all of those things in the show notes. Remember, starting today, you have 10 days for enrollment. And nothing would make me happier than if you've been considering being a meditation teacher, letting me guide you in that journey. And if you have any questions, just send me an email, info at yogafuonline.com. So I hope to see you in there. If it's not for you, that's beautiful too. But the door is open. Invitation is out there. I'd love to have you. And if not, you're awesome. And I appreciate you regardless. So that is that, the big announcement. I am just so excited. You guys know what meditation teacher training does to me. Um, And also, of course, I have those pop-up trainings coming up. I will be in Bristol and Toronto and here in Minneapolis doing Yoga Nidra restorative trainings too, if that's more your jam. Ah, that's it. That is it. I think we should dive right in. I have, I'm almost done with this beautiful, fresh cup of coffee that is in front of me. I actually have these little, like, um, like those little eye masks on right now. I woke up with a little bit of, like, puffy eyes this morning. I don't know what that's about, but I'm just feeling, like, a little, you know, just a little fancy, a little luxurious with some coffee and, you know, working on my puffy eyes at the same time while I get to share my love for meditation. So that's it. Enough about me, enough about my eye bags and my need for caffeine. And let's talk about you. So first thing I want to talk about, how do you know that your meditation practice is working? You can't see me, but I'm doing like the quotes, like working. And I want to make note right now that the point of our meditation shouldn't be, I don't want to say this, we shouldn't be meditating to have like a very specific outcome. Of course, we will have some goals. There will be a reason that we started meditating, things that we hope to get out of meditation. But the whole point of meditation is to be the observer, to just move deeper within yourself and to 
have less attachments to things. And it seems counterproductive, but that includes not having a big attachment to what the outcome of your meditation practice is. You've heard me talk about this before when I talk about really focusing on not having a quote good meditation or quote bad meditation. Like your meditation practice is what your meditation practice is. And the ones that seem a little bit more challenging, I think are sometimes the best or the most useful meditations because they tell us a lot about ourselves and about what's happening beneath the surface. And so I think it's important to remember that we don't necessarily want to have this huge attachment to the outcome of our meditation or how we'll feel or how we're changing or how we'll grow. Of course, there will be these things you will change, you will grow, you will notice shifts within you when you start practicing meditation. But part of the practice is releasing the attachment to the outcome. So I want to put that little um, caveat there that we want to just check in with ourselves and check in with our intention with meditation and why we're doing it and just making sure that we aren't becoming too attached to the outcome of our meditation practice or just letting it be what it is or just being that observer. We're taking that journey within and whatever happens, happens. And that is great. So if you are curious though, because the thing that can be tricky about meditation and when you're working with the mind and your heart and your emotions, it's not like when you decide that you want to maybe work on a specific muscle group in your body where you can start to, you know, you want to work on your leg strength. So you start doing a bunch of weight training and lunges and squats and all these things. And then you can start to see the changes in your body. You can see the muscle mass of that particular area of your body growing and changing. We can't always see that readily in our minds or in our emotions. You can't go and get a, you know, emotional CT scan and be like, oh, wow, look, my emotional well-being and my emotion, you know, regulation, my feelings have improved by X amount compared to my last last scan. You have to kind of trust and look for the subtle ways that these changes may be happening within you because we can't always just look every day, look in the mirror, necessarily see the changes. Sometimes you can. We know that meditation is great for aging. Um, So sometimes you can actually look in the mirror and see some changes. And plus, I swear, and maybe this is just like me trying to, you know, hype all of you up and hype myself up. But I swear that sometimes meditation, it like gives you a little bit of a glow. It's kind of just like you have this like post-meditation glow. I don't know. That's just my theory. Um, I imagine that all of you are just glowing and radiant. But sometimes you can look and see changes, but it's not like when we're working on, you know, a, a different muscle in our body where we can see the changes, we can see the shifts, um, we can feel, you know, after we have like a hard workout and our bodies are sore, our muscles are sore, we can feel kind of that breaking down and rebuilding. It's not always like that when you're working with the mind and the true self and the heart. So this is what we're really going to dive into. I have come up with five of the, I would say most common signs that someone's meditation is quote working or that these changes are taking place and that these shifts and this change in development in our brain 
is happening. So if you want to, I'm not going to dive fully into the changes that happen in our brain when we're meditating. Uh, I've talked about that at length in other episodes. The very like the super, super short version is basically our mind, it starts to shift away from activity in the amygdala, which is responsible for pain, worry, fear, and anxiety. So it deactivates that area when we're meditating and activates the prefrontal cortex. It's much more complex than this, but this is like just, you know, the spark notes version. Um, so then it shifts the activity to the prefrontal cortex, which helps with focus, concentration, memory, and emotion regulation. So we're actually rewiring our brains to have smaller physiological pain, worry, anxiety responses, and to have greater focus, concentration, and emotion regulation. So we know, studies tell us we know that these changes happen, but how might this show up in your everyday life? And from working with students for years, these are the five, I would say most common ways, or at least the five ways that pop up the most um, in my students when I'm working with them. This episode is brought to you by Inside Tracker. So when it comes to your health and longevity, I know that you hold nothing back. And that is why I love Inside Tracker. It can help you discover your body's potential for living a longer, healthier life. It's an ultra-personalized nutrition system that analyzes data from your blood, DNA, and habits. And then it gives you these personalized like recommendations based on that data on how you can live your best life. So I recently got tested. A phlebotomist actually came to my house, did a quick little blood draw. It was so easy. And then I got my results. Um, I'd been tested maybe about six months ago. So I wanted to get a retest just to keep an eye on my cortisol levels. Also, I do have high cholesterol. It is a genetic thing. So I just wanted to see if I was making any progress on those. And I actually have. I have made progress on those numbers based on the recommendations that Inside Tracker made to me about six months ago. So it's super cool. It's really rewarding to actually see the data changes. And yeah, so I'm a big, big fan of Inside Tracker. And I just, it felt really good to me to know what was happening in my body and to just make sure that I was keeping track of my health and making sure that just everything was, you know, everything was working the way it was supposed to. And as you know, the first time I got tested, my inner age was about 10 years older than my actual age. And I've knocked a couple years off of my inside age. So I'm very, very proud about that. So for a limited time, you can try Inside Tracker and get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash MIM. That's insidetracker.com forward slash MIM and use code MIM20 to save 20% off the entire store today. Okay, so the first subtle sign or change you might notice in yourself is that you don't sweat the small stuff as much as you used to. So things that used to be a big deal, they maybe just aren't that big of a deal anymore. They might still be a deal, but they may not be that big of a deal. I hear this a lot with people, um, students saying that, you know, they used to get really irritated like when they're driving and someone cuts them off and that make them really mad. And now it's really not the end of the world anymore. It might still be annoying, but they're not going to take action on it. They're not going to get bent out of shape. It's not going to ruin their day. It just is kind of annoying. And the volume has just been turned down from, you know, big, full-blown road rage to just kind of being 
a little bit annoyed. I also hear a lot, I've experienced this one for myself, you know, maybe someone is irritating you or someone is just kind of irritating to you. You know, I mean, you know, we all know that there are, if only we could meditate away all of the people that just know how to sometimes get under our skin, that's just not a reality sometimes. But you may find that after you begin meditating for a while and consistently that those people that irritate you or are irritating to you that they're not quite as annoying anymore or they're still annoying, but it's not like that full like jaw clenching, like deep breathing next level, like deep annoying. It's just like just it's like, yeah, it's kind of irritating or like, you know, that is kind of annoying and it's just not as big of a deal as it used to. The other one that I hear a lot is that the emotional roller coaster is just a little bit smaller. So maybe where you would find yourself kind of popping off a lot or being really reactive or having these big swings from high to low, that it's just a little bit smaller. It's not that you're this robot and you no longer have feelings, but you might just notice these little subtle changes where it's like, oh, you know, I don't quite get as worked up as I used to. I don't have as big of swings as I used to. And over time with my experience and what I've heard from my students that the more that you meditate, the longer you have a consistent practice that that roller coaster gets smaller and smaller and smaller until the emotional roller coaster, excuse me, feels just very manageable. That of course you still have feelings and emotions, but it's not these big, huge swings like from one to another or all of a sudden, you know, you go from like a zero to a 10, right? And that is, I think, one of the really beautiful side effects of meditation is that you just aren't sweating the small stuff as much. You're not getting as bent out of shape by the little things because absolutely we have the power to let a little thing ruin our day and it doesn't have to. And sometimes one subtle sign that your meditation practice is working, that those changes are happening within you, is that you just, those things aren't as big of a deal anymore. So the next subtle sign that your meditation may be working is that you're happier and people probably will notice it. This is a big one. And, you know, I've already said this. I do think that people get a little post-meditation glow or like when you start your days with a little meditation, not that you have to meditate in the morning, but I don't know. It's just like people notice it in you. And I find more often than not People will notice it in you before you notice it in yourself. So it's very much just like maybe your coworkers or your roommate or your spouse or maybe even your children. They may just notice that you just seem a little bit happier or a little bit just more relaxed or that you're just a bit more optimistic. Again, not necessarily in a huge way, but just just enough where people are like, huh, like you seem like you're in a great mood today or you seem happy today or, you know, you seem like you're in a great place. Like people just notice that you just seem like you're good and that you're doing well. And I think that's really special and that's really beautiful. And I think it also speaks to the fact that sometimes these little shifts and changes, if we aren't paying attention to how we're showing up in the world, how we're acting and reacting, which we're going to talk about in a moment, that it's sometimes easier for other people to see these changes 
in us and to see these little shifts. Usually it's people that spend a lot of time with you, like your coworkers, like your partners, you know, your roommates, family members. And they're going to notice just these little subtle changes of like, hmm, they just, you know, you just seem a little happier. Or like you just, you're in a good mood today. And that's great. I think that's awesome. Also pay attention to when people notice this. Notice how they do it. This is just like a fun little thing. Like people who are truly loving, supportive people will like be happy that you're happy. But also notice because some people will be a little bit more inquisitive or like, what are you doing to be happy? Or like, what is it exactly that you're doing that's making you kind of like glow like this? Or like, what's going on? And I get asked all the time, you know, how do I get someone else to meditate or, you know, this person really needs meditation. This family member, like, oh my gosh, they really need meditation. And I mean, I get it because there are some times where I just think like, I'm like, mm, yeah, you know, this, maybe I interact with someone and I just think, huh, you know, like just, you know, a couple deep breaths, just checking in. It might, you know, might do you some good. But then I catch myself because one, it's not my place to judge someone and it's not my place to decide what that person needs to, you know, somehow be better. That kind of puts me in, on this like high ground of like, oh, well, I have the secrets to everything and I know better and this is what makes you happy and this is what's going to be good for you. I don't. I, sh- I It is not my place to decide what is best for someone else. That's not it at all. But I will say that the way that I have gotten the most people interested in meditation is just doing it myself, just embodying the practice, practicing it, and then people will notice the changes. They notice the changes in me, and then they're kind of curious, and they're like, wait a minute, you are happier you seem like you're in a good place. I want to be happy and in a good place. What are you doing? And that's where then it kind of opens the door and be like, actually, I've been practicing meditation. Uh, it's really cool. Then you can tell them about your favorite meditation podcast, Mindful in Minutes. Kidding, but you know, feel free to, to do that. Shameless plug. But I find that if there's someone in your life and you are loving meditation and you think they would benefit from it too, of course you could bring it up to them. But I find the best way to kind of open that conversation is like just you do you. You will have these changes happening within you. People will notice and they'll ask you what you're doing. And that's when you can tell them um, what meditation has done to you and, and it might pique their interest a little bit. The third subtle sign is you are becoming more aware of your feelings and actions and reactions. So meditation makes us more aware of our feelings, our thoughts and actions. And as a byproduct, this means that we will become just more aware of our actions, how they're impacting others, how they're impacting our own lives. Like when we're meditating and we're working on a general awareness and an observation, we will then hopefully be more aware of ourselves, how we're showing up for ourselves, how we're showing up for others, and most importantly, how we are acting and reacting, right? Because there really isn't anything, you cannot control anyone in this world. You cannot control anyone else's actions, but you can always control your actions and your reactions. And I think that when we practice meditation and we practice this ability to be the observer, to be aware of what's happening beneath the surface and within us, that then we start to be able to take that tool and apply it in real time. So someone says something that, you know, may get a reaction. And remember, reaction isn't always 
negative. You don't always have like a negative reaction. We kind of pop off or get offended or whatever. But we are able to in real time be the observer of how we're reacting and how we're acting and kind of make adjustments in real time as we're living life instead of just kind of going into this autopilot, like, you know, someone does something and we react right away. And then maybe a few seconds later or a few minutes later or even a few days later, we're like, oh, I didn't really like the way that I reacted to that. And then having to kind of use hindsight and then work on it um, you know, for the next time. The more that we meditate, we then are able to practice observation in real time. And before we react, we can take just a beat and do a little bit of observation and just be like, wow, I'm really, you know, getting hot right now, or I'm really feeling this right now. And then we can take a beat, maybe take a breath and then react in a way that we would want to react or in a way that we want to show up. Um, And I have found personally that I have become more patient after beginning to do this work because of this observation tool or skill where then where maybe, you know, I get frustrated right away and I might kind of, you guys all know I get very snippy when I get frustrated. I'm just like, ah, and I kind of, you know, I get short with people and Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I found myself when I'm kind of dialed in, when I'm checking in, that I can observe and see myself headed to that space of getting frustrated and maybe getting short and snippy and being able to hit the pause button before I get to that point. Um, And that it's almost like I'm taking the tools I'm learning in meditation and applying them in real time. So that I think is a really beautiful practice. It's something that has helped my life and my relationships a lot uh, being able to do that. And then I find, I mean, I'm human, so of course I still do this, but I find that I am less and less than having to like feel guilt or regret for ways that I reacted like in the moment because I'm able to just take that quick little beat, observe what's happening within me, and then try to, you know, react in a way that feels better or feels more in alignment or you know, kinder or more appropriate or more honest or whatever it is. Um, So that is definitely a big one is that you're just more aware of your feelings, your actions and reactions. And then also kind of, you know, tagging on to that idea of being the observer. This is, again, one that I really noticed in myself is that I'm more aware of my feelings. So instead of just saying, oh, I'm, I'm annoyed or, oh, I'm mad or I'm irritated, I'm able to be a little bit more aware of like what's actually happening and sometimes it's maybe I'm just tired or, you know, I'm feeling really frustrated or I'm not feeling heard. So I'm getting frustrated because I'm trying to communicate something and it's not, you know, being understood or I'm not communicating it well and that's leading to frustration. So it allows me again in real time to kind of dig a little bit deeper of like what am I actually feeling and what's happening here and then I can adjust based on that information that I'm gathering about myself. Another one, this is one that I hear a lot. Uh, You will start looking forward to your practice and it won't feel like a chore. And you may find that you can keep your focus a little bit longer. I'm not saying that every person that starts meditating that they feel like, oh my gosh, it's such a chore. But there are times, even for myself, there's sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, but wouldn't it just feel good to just kind of stay in bed? (laughs) I'm like, but what if I didn't get up and get my meditation in and I just like laid here? Like that's just... That is what it is. That's, you know, we're humans. We don't always, you know, wake up every morning with a thousand percent motivation, wanting to do 
everything that serves our greatest and highest good and then following through on those things, it just doesn't happen. But what you will notice or you may notice as you have a regular meditation practice, and I will say that if you are just starting a regular daily meditation practice, and remember, 10 minutes is enough, so it doesn't have to be very long, you are most likely to quit right around the two-week mark. So between two and three weeks, that is where you're most likely to quit and to fall off the bandwagon. Usually, if you can hit a daily meditation practice for three weeks, uh, that's where it's really kind of become like a habit. Just from my own personal experience doing this work and working with students over the years, um, if you can make it past that two-week mark and into the three-week mark, you usually have a pretty solid habit at that point. And there will be times when you're building that practice that you don't really feel like doing it. And that's okay. And sometimes you'll have to kind of push yourself or nudge yourself or remind yourself why you want this practice and maybe, you know, drag yourself to your meditation practice sometimes. That's all okay. There's a safe space, no judgment. But what you will find is that when you meditate regularly, that you it doesn't feel like a chore anymore. You start to look forward to it and you may find that you even start to crave it. Like if you miss a day, maybe you're traveling or something that you just feel off and you're like, what is off? And you're like, oh yeah, I didn't get my meditation in today. And it just feels good and you crave it and it doesn't feel like a chore anymore or it feels like you have to do it much less often than when you were building that practice. It's kind of like, you know, if you start, if you start eating better or start incorporating movement into your day or working out or whatever it is. Like at first you have to put a lot of effort into building the habit. There's an adjustment period. It can be a little bit uncomfy. It can be a little bit of a struggle. But then once you've kind of made that shift and that adjustment, like you just adapt and then you just feel better. You have more energy and you're like, oh, this is like, you know, it just feels good. It feels worth it. Um, So you will just start craving your meditation practice. It'll become a part of your kind of special little daily routine. And you may find, because remember, it's very uncommon to have a full meditation practice without any distractions. We welcome the distractions here. They are the weights that our mind are lifting to build strength. It's not about how many times did you get distracted? It's how many times did you get distracted and successfully brought yourself back to your meditation. But you may find that the points in between those distractions may start to get a little bit longer. So maybe instead of every five seconds you're distracted, all of a sudden it's every 10 seconds or every 12 seconds. Maybe you can go like a full 20 seconds without getting distracted, which is awesome. You'll just notice that those periods in between distractions, they might just get just a little bit longer. And that's great. The fifth and final subtle sign that your meditation practice may be, quote, working is that you are just a bit kinder to yourself and also kinder to those around you. So not only are people who meditate happier, we know this, studies tell us that we become happier, more compassionate, empathetic people when we meditate, but, you know, they also, you know, not only become happier, but we become nicer. And if you find yourself having just a little bit more compassion and empathy for yourself and others, that's definitely a sign that changes are happening within you due to your meditation practice. So you may find that you're having just a little bit kinder self-talk, maybe just a little reduction in negative self-talk. Because remember, it's not always like, oh, now I go from zero to 100 and I went from being in this just swirling pattern of self-loathing to having like an abundance of self-love. 
that's, I mean, if that is happening to you, that's amazing. That's incredible. But also it is amazing and incredible if you go from having tons of negative self-talk to, you know, just sometimes negative self-talk. Like that's a huge leap too. And that should be celebrated. And that is definitely a sign that there are changes happening within you and your meditation practice is working. So this is one that you may not have noticed right away, but start to pay attention to it and pay attention to how you're talking to yourself and just notice if it's changed or if the language you're using or the frequency of negative self-talk, if that has decreased a little bit. And you may find that you're just being a little gentler with yourself, that you may be more in tune with how you're feeling with, again, actions and reactions, how what you say And what you think about yourself has an impact on you as a whole and that you may start treating yourself more like a friend. You also may find that you do these same kind of things to those around you too. People that, you know, even like strangers that you're just being a little kinder, a little nicer, a little happier to those around you and to yourself. But I would love to hear from you. So those are the five most common kind of subtle ways that I hear from my students and that I've experienced in myself. But it's going to be totally different for everyone. So I want to hear from you if there is a different kind of subtle change that you noticed in yourself when you're meditating. Um, You can just send me a DM on Instagram. Um, My handle is at Yoga Free Online. I would love to hear from you. So And then something new that I thought would be fun to try at the end of Freeform episodes is to answer a question from one of you, one of our beautiful listeners, also just sharing like one little thing that's currently bringing me joy. So our question this episode is from Danny, and she was wondering what I am currently watching on Netflix. And this is kind of like the combo of, you know, also what is like making me happy because I recently discovered, because I have this theory that when you are incredibly busy, and you're working on deadlines. So right now I am getting ready to um, host the Ireland and England retreats that are coming up um, at the end of June and into July. So a lot of exciting things happening, but also just a ton of deadlines happening too. So I, it's always when you're like busy that you're like, oh, I'll just casually turn on Netflix and like see what's going on. And then you find something and then you're like, oh my gosh, I can't stop watching this show. That's always how it works. So this happened to me uh, this week and I've been watching, I think it's called Borgen, Borgen, B-O-R-G-E-N. I believe it is Danish. And um, it's almost kind of like Danish House of Cards, but then you get to see like beautiful Greenland and there's like, and then all of a sudden there's just like all of this like political espionage and all of these very like competent women that are trying to like outsmart one another. And then you see like these beautiful like ice fjords. I don't know. It's just very fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. So if you need a good, I think it's just like eight episodes, the first season's on Netflix, just give it a try. Borgen. Borgen. I'm sure I'm saying that incorrectly because, again, I think it's Danish. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really enjoying it. So if you need a new watch, um, I recommend that. And it's also is um, bringing me joy right now, just having this fun, like, little watch um, at the end of the day when I kind of just, you know, when I'm done working, when Porkchop has gone to bed, and then I watch, like, a little bit. And then let's be real, I always kind of fall asleep on the couch, (laughs) when I watch it. But the parts that I see when I am still awake, I'm really enjoying. So that was kind of the double whammy. Um, But yeah, that's it. I hope you guys are doing well. Meditation teacher training, it's open for enrollment. I would love to help you become a meditation teacher. You have until June 26th. 
And that's it. Email me with questions. I hope that you are just having a wonderful, beautiful day. And I appreciate you. And that's all. Bye.